Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Grow in relationship with God, your Heavenly Father, because your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg for the Solution Radio Show as he shares from God's Word with us today. Today we'll look at love as our greatest need. I'd like to open with a couple questions, and the questions come from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 26. It states, therefore, What is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You know, what would it mean to you if you had become one of the wealthiest people in the world? You had all that your heart might desire. Everywhere you went, people knew who you were, and they paid homage to you, hoping to receive some favor from you or or some type of a grant or uh, words of praise. You were powerful. You were much desired by others to be their friend. You had all the money you could ever want. You were in perfect health, bursting with energy. Your life was full with all that the world had to offer, yet you did not know God. Spiritually, your life was lost. You know, so much of people's lives today are spent seeking after the rewards and the, re- and the riches of this world. So many pursue after the pride of life and the lust of the flesh. What would be the pride of life? Well, really, the pride of life in its simplicity is to present an illusion of importance. And it's only an illusion. It's an arrogance that promotes oneself above others, even above the need for God. While the lust of the flesh, that's to accumulate more and more, never having enough and never satisfied. The pride of life and the lust of the flesh values people by the things they possess. You know, many people have gained much, much less than the whole world, and yet their life is lost. I don't need an illusion of importance to try and convince others of who I am or am not, nor do I need more things to evidence my lack of satisfaction. And I trust you don't either. What I truly need, and if you're honest, I trust you would say the same, what we truly need is more of God, more of an intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father, a deeper and richer relationship with the Creator of the heavens and the earth. Our greatest need today is a relationship, father-son relationship, with the one true God. The Gospel of John, if you've got your Bible handy and want to follow along, we're going to look at a very familiar verse here in chapter 3, and that's verse 16, where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Yeah, let's read that one again, because, you know, it's not just a trite saying. It's not just a a verse that so many of us have committed to memory. Let's really think about that verse. It's a rich and revealing truth, and it really shows God's great love for you. That verse says, for God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son, that when you believe in him, you should not perish, but have everlasting life. To not believe in Jesus Christ, even if you had gained the whole world, would be to perish 
after having lived 70, 80, 90 years. To have believed in Jesus Christ, no matter how little or how much you may have gained in the world, would be to have eternal life. It would be to put on incorruption or immortality at the return of Jesus Christ. God's favor toward you has allowed him to give you his only begotten son. God's bountiful kindness towards you has allowed the creator of the heavens and the earth to extend his tender hand of mercy and grace. He asks you to take hold of his hand and allow him to lead you, to guide you, and to walk with you through this life. God's love for you, it really, really knows no bounds. There is not a limit to the love the Father has for you. He is love. That is his very nature. Jesus Christ always exhibited that love in his obedience to his heavenly Father and in his service towards mankind. Let's look at the Gospel of John, chapter 13, uh, verse 1. It says here, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Jesus Christ, he loved unto the end. The end here is not referring to time. It's referring to the furthest extent possible, or completely. In other words, he loved them unto the end of doing whatever it took in service to give people the heart of God. Jesus loved completely. There was not a trace of ulterior motive or hope of personal gain in the love that Jesus Christ demonstrated. Continuing in Gospel of John chapter 13, verse 3, it says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God, he rose from supper, laid aside his garments, and he took a towel and he girded himself. After that, verse 5, he poured water into a basin and he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that he had. You know, in biblical times, it was customary for the lowest servant in the household to wash the dusty feet of the master's household and his guests. Jesus Christ, he humbled himself to perform the lowliest duty of the lowliest servant by washing the feet of his disciples. He did what even the disciples would not have had an inclination to do for one another. What a tremendous heart of love and service example he was. Let's continue here in John chapter 13, uh, verses 12 through 17. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. Verse 15, For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Jesus Christ, what an amazing, amazing example he was of the love of the Father, the love that the Father has for people. His heart of service and obedience to his heavenly Father, it was bound in love and it was displayed toward his disciples when he washed their feet. His example shows us 
that we are to do as he did. In other words, we are to be willing to do whatever our Father requests in order to bless and take care of his people. Verse 16, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Jesus Christ speaking, The servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. That right there, that is the sterling example of God's love. We see Jesus Christ's love completely to the end of all that is required in service. And the disciples, the disciples are exhorted to do the same. And you know what? So are we today. We are exhorted to do the same. Still here in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34, it says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this, by this love, shall all men know that you are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. You know, this word love here uh, in the Gospel of John, it's not the word for brotherly love. And, you know, brotherly love is, you know, I'll pat your back if you pat my back kind of thing. No, the, the word here in the Greek, and I seldom talk about the Greek here, but it's important, I think, to, to recognize which word this is, and it's agapeo, or it comes from agape, which is the love of God. It's the love of God that has no limits and knows no bounds. It's the love of God that so loves that it gives. It's the love of God that is obedient in service to the end of whatever is needed. God's love is a complete love. There are no hidden agendas found in the love of God. Jesus Christ said that the people of the world would know that you are a follower of him. And a follower of him is one who is obedient to all that's requested of by the Father. How would the people of the world know? Because of your love, your love towards one another with the love of God. That's just remarkable. And we have that love of God. It's been shed abroad in our hearts in Romans 5, and I think we'll read that verse here in just a few moments as well. That love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts, and we have that same quality of love because of the gift of Holy Spirit that we received when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, what a tremendous section of Scripture where it says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's it. That's how we become a child of God, receive the Spirit of God, the gift of Holy Spirit. And wrapped up in that gift of Holy Spirit, is the love of the Father, the love of Jesus Christ, and we can show that same love one toward another as we live in this world today. That love is what we have available to be able to help people to know our Heavenly Father as their Heavenly Father. Uh, right after these messages, we'll return with a little bit more. We'll start in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. If you have time, please visit thesolutionradioshow.com. We'll be right back after this.
This is The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, exploring God's solution for all mankind, for all time, Jesus Christ. Let's continue here in Ephesians chapter 2, and we'll read verses 1 through 9. It says, And you, has he, God, made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein, in those trespasses and sins of verse 1, in time past you walked, or you behaved and lived according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Verse 3, among whom also we all had our conversation, or our manner of life, in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others." But verse 4, look at this, but, it says, but, in contrast to all that, God, who is rich, who is abundant in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, he has made alive us together with Christ. By grace you are saved and has raised us up together and he's made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7, that in the ages to come, through all eternity, he might show or put on display the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards you through Christ Jesus. That's a remarkable verse, verse 7. It's going to take God all eternity to show how much he loves you. And he's going to put you on display. And all of his creation will see the greatness of who God is because of what he does for his children. Verse 8 there in Ephesians 2, For by grace are you saved through faith or believing, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It's not of works, verse 9, lest any one of us should boast. Our greatest need It's the gift from God of eternal salvation. That gift of Holy Spirit is available to all that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. At that very moment, a relationship begins with God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. He knows your name. He knows you more intimately than you know yourself. And he loves you. God's abundant favor and mercy are on display in his love for you. You know, what good is it to be esteemed in the eyes of the world because of all you've gained in the world and not to know the Father and to have received eternal salvation. That's a very, very sad, wasted life that ends in perish. It perishes. Romans chapter 5, verse 5, And hope makes us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit which is given unto us. The love that Jesus Christ spoke of in the Gospels, whereby all men would know those who followed him, is this love of God. Here in Romans 5, where we read that it's been shed abroad in our heart. When we receive the Holy Spirit in the new birth, God's love is included in that gift. Each of us is to make the choice then to live that love, to become transformed by the love that the Father has to put on the mind of Christ, to live the way that God would have us to live. Ephesians chapter 5, let's read verses 1 and 2. Tremendous exhortation. Be ye therefore 
imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. We are to be followers of God. We are to imitate God by living the love that he's displayed toward us. You know, Jesus Christ did more than just wash our feet as he did with the disciples. He gave himself as an offering and a sacrifice for our sins. And it was pleasing to God the Father. It was a sweet-smelling savor. It was God's love, and it was God's will that Jesus Christ died for you. Because of the depth of love our Savior has for you, you have been saved by God's grace. God does not love you because of how good you are, because of what you've done or haven't done. God loves you because that's who he is. God is love. Because of the gift of Holy Spirit and the love of God which has been shed abroad in your heart, you are able to imitate God by walking in love, by living love towards one another. What a life. What an awesome life we've been called to. You know, we need to view the value of our life as God views us. We need to get a glimpse of the light of God's love to the end that it energizes our heart to love as he loves, to be able to love others unconditionally from a deep, deep well of compassion that never goes dry, to see people as our Heavenly Father sees people. And it's a lot easier to do when you see yourself the way the Father sees you. You need to quit beating yourself up if you're condemning yourself for things you did yesterday, last week, two years ago or 30 years ago, doesn't matter. Jesus Christ paid the price for that. Doesn't give you the license to sin today and in the future, but know that Jesus Christ paid the price. The Father has forgiven you. He's given you his spirit. It's eternal life. And in that eternal life is his love. Love yourself and love others. But then number one, love God. And one of the great ways you can love God, well, is to build that relationship with him and to believe his word. Take his word at face value for what he says about you. He says he loves you. Let's look in 1 John chapter 4, uh, verse 7. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. God displayed his love towards you by sending his Son for you. Verse 10, Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the full payment for our sins. The full payment, not a one was left out. Verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. 
and we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess, verse 15, that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has toward us. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. Verse 17, herein, in this love, is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. And this day of judgment here, it's talking about today, because it says in God's word, I believe it's in Corinthians, that today is the day of man's judgments. It's not talking about God's judgment. That'll happen in the future, as detailed in the book of Revelation. Today, we can have boldness in this world. The rest of verse 17, why? (laughs) Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. There is just no fear in love. We love him because he first loved us. Verse 20 there in 1 John chapter 3, If a man say, I love God, and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he that loves not his brother, whom he can see, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? You know, when you realize what God has forgiven you for, and how great his love is for you, makes it a lot easier to forgive others for what they may have done. It makes it very easy to love the unlovable because we at one time were the unlovable. (laughs) Jesus Christ, though, gave his life for us because he loved. Verse 21, continuing in uh, 1 John, And this commandment have we from him, that he who loves God love his brother also. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loves him that begat loves him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our believing. Who is he, verse 5, and this is in uh, chapter 5 of First John, who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. To go back of what we first looked at in Matthew, don't gain the whole world and lose your own soul. Your life is more than titles, riches, and the praise of men. Your life is hid in Christ, in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then will you also appear with him in glory. We have so very much to be thankful for. Thank you for joining me today on the Solution Radio Show. You have an awesome week. God bless you. The Solution Radio Show archives are available at thesolutionradioshow.com, along with resources to encourage and help you in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at thesolutionradioshow.com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.